This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Cop. And I'm Peter. And joining us for the opposition view this time round, Ian from 4,000 Holes. Hello. Woo. Greetings. Good evening, chaps. Always a pleasure. Well, one you say the, that. One, 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 <laughs> of the club, one of the club joining us for the third time. People, yes. people coming back going, I remember that last season. Was that really a bad idea? I can't remember. I'll go it on again. And there we are. <laughs> yeah. It can't be as shambolic as last time, can it? Yeah. <laughs> the gauntlet yeah, is thrown down. The gauntlet is thrown down. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. So how are you? How are you? How's things? Uh, Super, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Enjoyed a wet summer like I think most of us have had. Um, uh, yes, yes. You know, the football season seems to come around faster every year, possibly a function of age or FIFA's desperate bid to take over the world sporting calendar. Possibly a combination of the two. It possibly is. But we're facing Blackburn 3 o'clock on Saturday. Oh, oh no, don't lie. No. 12 o'clock on Sunday. Because, of Indeed. course, it's been moved in order to clash with the women's first <laughs> televised game at the same time. Brilliant bit of planning on behalf of everybody. Well done, Watford. But this is, of course, a season where you're going through some changes at Blackburn because people who have left include Brereton Diaz, who we spoke about last time, both Brereton and Diaz, but also Bradley Dack has gone the way of all things, which is to Sunderland eventually. What has the close season been like? Who's replacing these guys? Previously, we've spoken to you and you said we, we're circling the bins at various Northwestern Academy uh, <laughs> kind of sites and taking out the ones that they're kind of discarding, polishing them up and doing a good job. Is it another year like that? Uh, yeah, we've cast the net further afield, though, now and because we've got a director of football whose heritage is in Scandinavia and because we've got John Dahl Thomason I guess who's does Denmark count as Scandinavia I'm not entirely sure but uh, we're we're sort of like casting the net wider and because the rules changed 
um, because we had played so many young English players, we were able to, to potentially to bring in players who didn't need a work permit. So I think instead of having that very narrow focus as the um, as the employment laws changed, it enabled us to cast the net a bit wider. So let's deal with the losses first. Uh, Brereton Diaz is the biggest one. We didn't score many goals last season, and he scored most of them. So the, I think the worry this season is uh, who replaces the 14 goals that, that he contributed. So that, that's, that's a big unknown. We lost Bradley Dack, as you say, so he's gone to join his football dad at Sunderland. If there was a place that really would have given him the best chance of succeeding, it's playing for Tony Mowbray again at Sunderland. So he goes with our best wishes. I think on balance, it was probably the sensible thing to do. Uh, reputedly was on quite generous, well, not generous by, by other people's standards, but by our standards, generous wages, and he wasn't playing. And I think after the second cruciate ligament injury, you could clearly see he was struggling to get back to peak fitness. And now we've seen a whole season of the way that Thomason plays. There's no way Dak would have fitted into that. Uh, so I think it, it's best for all concerned, but he goes to play for a manager that understands him and can get the best out of him. And yeah. we don't have somebody who's disgruntled sat on the sidelines earning, you know, possibly, possibly our biggest wage earner after after the departure of Brereton Diaz. We also lost Daniel Ayala mm-hmm. at the end of his contract. So Ayala, one of those, when he played, he was great, but he was injured for probably, you know, 40 or 50% of the season. But uh, one of those players that you could rely on, uh, an old hand, very experienced. I think had he not had uh, such a dodgy injury record, another 12-month extension, would have been a perfectly sensible outcome. So we've lost a centre forward, an attacking midfielder and a central defender. For those of you that like the concept of of the spine of the team, uh, we then, after the season, (laughs) started sold Thomas Kaminsky to Luton Town, your nearest and dearest. (laughs) Um, So we we truly have ripped out the spine of our team and are currently trying to reconstruct it using the contents of an old sweet tin we found in the back of the car and uh, (laughs) 10 pence we found down the back of the sofa. Uh, We've brought in... Uh, a guy called um, Arna Sigurdsson, who's um, got Champions League experience and scored a belter at the Bernabeu against Real Madrid, playing for CSKA in Moscow. He's joined us yeah. on that Ukrainian-Russian war rule where you can sign players on loan from uh, from Russian clubs. He then joined us and either joined us with an injury or very, very quickly got an injury. So he's going to be out <laughs> for about six more weeks. Uh, there, there is a video footage of him training this week, but he's training in the manner that if I jogged yeah. across my front lawn and kicked a ball back the other way. You know, so we're not getting too excited about his readiness just yet. So uh, so he he joined us, but he's out. We signed uh, Sondra Tronstad from... Uh, Vitesse, Vitesse Arnhem. Vitesse Arnhem, Arnhem. I need to be with it. Yeah, so he joined us on a free. Looked looked half decent in pre-season. Was hooked off in the first game against West Brom. <laughs> and and doesn't great. seem to have sort of like totally, shall we say, cemented his place in the starting 11 yet. No. Um, so, so that's not particularly good. And then we signed Niall Ennis from yeah. um, Plymouth Argyle on a free. Uh, so he joined us as being one of the, the reputed the best goal scorers, poachers from the first division, League One. Uh, so that old adage about if you sign League One players, you'll end up back in League One. It rang true. No sooner had he joined us than Thomason went public and sort of saying he's joined us, but he's not fit. Now, whether he was having a dig at the player, but trying to dress it up as uh, clearly the fitness regime at Plymouth isn't good enough, or whether Ennis had just summered particularly well, shall we say. Uh, you, you can be the judge of that. 
for the fact that Thomason actually came out publicly and sort of said he ain't ready yet. So the the uh, only home preseason friendly we played was against Spanish side Girona, and the the week leading up to it was full of the local press sort of saying he'll get twenty minutes on Saturday, he'll get twenty minutes on Saturday. In the eighty seventh minute, <laughs> he came on, Yay. had one run where he sort of tried to accelerate, and the message didn't seem to get to his feet, and it looked like he was running through treacle. So he clearly isn't fit. Having said all of that, having said all that, in, in the interest of balance against um, West Brom. Uh, he showed some really good touches. He held the ball up and created a goal. And against Rotherham, he did much the same. So he's clearly got some decent technique. If we can give him some fitness, then he might help give our attack a bit more, a bit more cut and thrust that, that's clearly lacking. But the, the the biggest talking point amongst Rovers fans over the summer has been the issues with the owners and their ability to get funds into the UK. Now, whether you believe it's just a massive conspiracy or whether the Indian government is just basically trying to do what the Chinese government did a couple of years ago and stop external investment, it depends how, how, how many conspiracy theories you want to subscribe to, basically. So our fans are having a field day with that. The, the Vinky defenders are sort of saying, it's not their fault what can they do? The Indian government stopping them. And then other people sort of say, well, you know, I keep reading, reading newspapers and Google this, and I can't find this legislation that's stopping them from sending money. But one way or another, the tap has been turned off. Uh, that we, you know, we didn't get any money for Brereton. We didn't get any money for DAC. We didn't get any money for Ayala. And somehow we've got to replace them and try and build on the squad that we had last year. So in a nutshell, the most ambitious person at Blackburn Rovers Football Club right now seems to be John Dal Thomason, and he seems to be single-handedly trying to drag the senior management with him and sort of say, look, guys, we could actually, you know, if you, if you give me the tools to do the job, we could actually build on last year's success. And the uh, our esteemed CEO, Steve Waggett, was interviewed by Radio Lancashire before the season started and sort of saying, John Dal Thomason is under no pressure to win promotion, which is just what the fans wanted to hear. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> we we are settling for mediocrity. Anyhow, tickets are on sale for Saturday. Yes. So, uh, yeah, as a marketing uh, campaign, it's possibly not the best strap line. But Thomason really does seem to want to build on success and Rovers just don't seem to be able to furnish him with the tools to do the job. So right here, right now, we have a squad that's threadbare. There's still some time left in the window, but Lord alone knows whether we'll bring anybody in. So uh, Any, any, anybody, anybody who last year listened to the opposition view, and God bless you for being back again, despite evidence to the contrary in terms of <laughs> one of your life's choices, but we, quite often we'd be talking to people and we'd be going, I think I think we're talking to a Watford podcast here. The, the number of similes there in terms of uh, this player was on good wages, so he's gone. We, we've seen loads of them go out. We, we're even, well, we, we're talking about being in discussions about a, a player who's at CSKA Moscow. So lots of questions about, well, can he join? Can't he join? What's the situation with uh, with the Russians? There you yeah. go. We've heard it here. The, the Ukrainian war is, is is providing the championship meagre, but at least some level of benefit. Absolutely. I can't think of any other kind of benefit it's to come from that thing. Scant consolation of, for the Ukrainians, I'm sure. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, pretty yeah. much. Like, they seem to be the losers in all of this, to be quite frank. And we're seeing suddenly monies from overseas seemingly drying up and and... And, and people turning around saying, well, no, you know, we're a championship club and we should be proud of that and we should be happy with that. And it's kind of... Know your place. Mm. I think the only difference is, is that we've had 50 million in and not spent anything. I think that's the slight difference that we've got there. We spent 50 yeah. grand out of 50 million. I was going to say, it's a similar thing across the championship, though. There's, there's a few yeah. clubs that 
have got you know potential money to spend and they're just not spending it we're not out of our let me rephrase it we're not on our own in, in terms of that i know blackburn have got their own their own issues but i think i don't know it just seems very strange this season it's not i wonder not a whether it's a, a check and balance i mean you know, the championship is an economic madhouse isn't it mm, uh, yeah. and you, absolutely yeah. i think you, there is a sense that at some point sanity must prevail but then of course each year three clubs come down with parachute payments and go mad uh, and it distorts the market for the rest of us so uh, it's hard to say i'd like i'd like to to think that you could challenge at the top of the championship without having to spend 100 million but then you look at what leicester have done and you look at the amount of money that's possibly swilling around southampton right now with their recent sales and you're sort of thinking well you know you're kind of up against it last year was extraordinary how on earth we managed to finish seventh on the relatively meager resources yeah you had, had a great think, season is, last year it's testimony to thomason i mean he, you know it was it was borderline alchemy really in terms of what what he achieved so clearly yeah his expectations were well yeah that that's what i did with bugger all <laughs> give me a little bit of something next season and, and, and let's let's really make a go for it uh, and instead it's kind of like well you just just, just don't get relegated that'd be good yeah just keep an even keel so that that doesn't exactly motivate the fan base and this was a 30 minute keynote radio lengths interview that was plastered across social media so it wasn't you know so i shuffled out the kind of thing and anybody listened to it so i thought we've just got we literally are now admitting we've got no ambition so how that's supposed to motivate the players that you want to keep to sign new contracts, how that's supposed to motivate season ticket sales, or even just walk-ups on the day. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, well, if you're not that bothered about it, why should I? Uh, so we, we shall see. Yeah, maybe they'll pull a couple of irons out of the fire before the window closes, but our expectations now, I think, are absolutely so low that uh, if we got a new tea lady, I think we'd be uh, we'd be quite pleased. But uh, whether we can afford tea bags is a moot point. So who yeah. knows? Hello listener, it's Justin here. Voting is now live in the Football Content Awards and we're asking you if you wouldn't mind nominating us in the Football League podcast category. Go to footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting and put do not scratch your eyes in that box. Voting closes on the 3rd of September, so if you could do it now, that'd be rather splendid. Thank you. It is, it is feeling like Joseph in his Technicolor dream coat, wasn't it? Seven years of famine, for, uh, yes, or, you know, which came after me. seven years of feast. We all, we all blinked and missed the feast bit, obviously. <laughs> but now everybody is going, well, no, no, no. We, we want to have really reduced uh, level of wages. We want to make sure. And that's, uh, don't get me wrong, everybody wants, most, most important thing of, of everything is to have sust- a sustainable club. Yeah. You know, that, that is genuinely yeah. the most important thing. But the clubs do seem to be kind of, from a marketing point of view, not doing it particularly well. It's like, uh, yeah, no, we've got that money. Don't look at that money. Look, don't look at that money. Look at this money. Look at this money that we're not spending over here. Yeah, um, Welcome and, to and my then, eyes. Yeah. And, and then what happens? You get reassuring training videos, which we all know. <laughs> I don't know. All clubs just think that we're going to see training videos. Start salivating and going, oh, look, look, they're running around in slow motion with cold play playing behind. <laughs> Everything's fine now. I, I don't know if anybody has been watching the Women's World Cup, right? Speaking of cold play, tangent, I'm going off on one here, right? In the latter rounds of the Women's World Cup, FIFA seemed to think that halftime entertainment is turn the lights off. Everybody like turns their lights on because it's dangerous. And then they play cold play at you. Yeah, and that's it. That's enough to make that's- you want to go home idea. at half time, isn't it? That is Jesus Christ. It's going to create an atmosphere. Punishment. The other thing Perhaps is, it's part I, um, of the mission to get people on the concourses and spend more money. That is probably exactly what, it, or more alcohol. That's what it is. Yeah, more alcohol. <laughs> yeah, more food. I'm also going to try and shoehorn in two more musical references after Peter's. Ooh. 
Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat reference there. There will be two more musical references shoehorned into this podcast. Look out for those. Oh, oh, they're coming in with some kind of subtlety later on. Oh yes, we're not. We don't. We don't Peter, do Peter, subtlety. anything goes here. There's one. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So uh, the last time I looked, I think you're still playing a sort of a four-two-three-one formation. Is that still what you've kind of started off with the season with? Or well, we, pl- we play very fluid. Thomason clearly has a style like the, it's very much the modern way, isn't it? They play play through the back. Mm-hmm. Move the ball sideways several times, trying to find the space. Uh, use the fullbacks in advanced positions and try and stretch the opposition. That that's very much his style. If there was a modification I could make to it, it's uh, how about trying a shot every now and then, lads. You know that that'd be really cool because it's it's terrific how you move it side to side. But you see the white thing there. Well, yeah, just every now and then, just 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 ping one and have a go. Uh, and it seems that we're we're, tr- we're trying to do the Man City thing of get to the byline or you know get to the edge of the six yard box and square it and tap it in. Uh, and that, and that's terrific if you've got the players capable of doing that. But we're, we're, you know, conversation we've just had, we're, we're a bit thin on the ground with with regards to forwards right now. So we, we look. We look pretty when it comes off. So, for instance, at Rotherham last week, we we sort of had twenty minutes where they couldn't get the ball off us. Oh, um, yeah, we're also like nodding appreciatively. And then somebody said, "But we haven't been in their penalty area yet." <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. And then we gave possession away. They hit two long passes over our centre backs, and I had their first shot on target and the first shot on target of the game. And then we tried a whiz bang crossfield pass. It was intercepted, and they volleyed it in. So they they'd had two shots, both on target and scored one we'd been playing for 20 minutes and hadn't mustered a shot on target and the only time we did get a shot on target is when they were reduced to 10 men so it's things like that that are really frustrating so yeah you can expect it to be easy on the eye you can expect lots of passing don't expect us to have that many shots at least of all on target so if we score one your defense really does need sorting out basically Oh, we'll do this that. Is, we'll apply. This, is the, Don't worry. We'll this apply is the kind you. of false sense of security we've come to have before games <laughs> at, at places like Stoke City, for example. We, we we do the same. It is it is ironic that at the time when all the championship clubs are basically turning around and saying, no, 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 go to Lidl or Poundland. Go to Poundland. Yeah. That's better. And and then what we want is we want football played like Pep Guardiola, yeah. Who, yeah. who famously invests like 200 million in fullbacks every July. Yes, it's 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 a hard game to play in that particular instance. We, we flattered to deceive first game. Fantastic in the first 45 minutes. What was it, what was it you said, Justin, the other day? It was um, for the last five halves of football, we failed to score. That's exactly. The, yeah, the... no, that's what we've had. Five halves of football without it in the net. Not even looking like scoring yeah. a goal really we, yes. we, we certainly didn't look like scoring on on saturday you know we haven't won away from home since january <laughs> so i'm i am now contemplating my ter- my ticket purchases uh for away away day trips because <laughs> already it's taken it's taken yeah, one you go to stoke and it's depressing enough doing that and then just to to, to see to see that sort of shite that we were, we were dished up was just yeah it's not good so I'm, I'm hoping for a better a better day out against Blackburn may, may I just say and this is to um, uh, to anybody who generally listens to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes and wonders whether or not we are positive or negative I would describe I would describe us as Justin 
is that the glass is half empty. I am that the glass is half full. And Carl is drive to Stoke and find two pint glasses and just keep refilling them <laughs> until the game starts. That's, there a, you go. that's, I think... a, that's the analogy we're looking for, Peter. That's exactly yeah, what we're looking for. I think it works on all levels. It works on all levels. Yeah, well done. Yeah. The thing Basically. about the glass half full thing, though, is you're both correct, aren't you? So... Well, that's yeah. it. Well, it. it is, but yeah. it is, but you know, you can just tell that the taps are dry, and you're never going to get it full again. That's the problem. That's yeah. what I. Do you need one of those glasses? If, that if I had a half full bottom. one, I'd just drink it. Welcome to Philosophy Corner, everybody. You thought you were listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. So, who who is the new danger, man or men, that we should be looking for in this boy. fluid four two three one? A boy. Boy, Adam Walton is is the boy. So his elder brother, Scott, burst into the first team two or three years ago after a a number of loan spells. He's a left-sided centre-back. And at the time, people that had been watching the the academy and the reserves sort of said, oh, Scott's decent, but it's his younger brother that everybody's nailing the colours to the mats. And sure enough, he he burst onto the scene last season with a a couple of sort of dynamic substitute appearances. Uh, He's a left-footed midfielder with an eye for a pass and the arrogance of youth that comes with it to try it, and invariably it come off. And I think he is almost certainly going to be our greatest assist provider this season, provided we can find someone to actually score the goals. He will definitely create more chances than anybody else. If he has a weakness, it's getting caught in possession, just trying to little bit over elaborate at times mm-hmm. so again uh, against Rotherham last week he was the person who was driving the midfield forward who was finding the diagonals who was threading balls through spaces you didn't know existed and then every now and then he'd be the one who'd stop turn and two burly Rotherham midfielders would just knock him off the ball hoof it straight downfield and they'd have a shot I, I, Thomason has been very patient with him and I think frustrated him last season by not playing him as much as he thought he probably deserved and as much as the fans wanted because the fans crave a local hero yeah. uh, and he he definitely you know, he's a true blue rovers kid there's photographs of him four five six years old wearing rovers kits of the day um he'd been a ball boy and this that and the other so yeah he's absolutely imbued in the club he's got a terrific talent though he, he really is so promising if he's with us at the beginning of next season i'd be amazed uh everton were already circling leads were circling oh, but i think you know i think his agent sort of said those possibly aren't the best clubs to go to. Have another year at Rovers. Everton, um, get get 40 or 50 games under your belt this season and um, you know, you'll be in a much, much better position. So it'd be better for him. It will be heartbreaking to lose him, but he he's the guy at the moment. He's the one to watch out for. We spoke, you, t- you told us about his brother this, this time last year, I recall. So he, more Whartons coming out from all over the place. This is very good. This is yeah, it, it's, uh, if, if his mother and father can produce a couple of centre-forwards before the uh, before the end of the month, that would be terrific. But that's possibly defying the laws of biology as wow. much as I else yeah, but yeah yeah, yeah. it's interesting amazing i mean fan as, as, a, as a as a child a, a, a you know local hero ball boy yeah. i mean a, a basically a blackburn based justin Beatty almost there. <laughs> um, <laughs> see what you've done there i see what you've done there. You, you come in my way with a musical uh segue anytime soon oh, don't I'll, worry I'll, mate I'll don't you. worry i'm thinking of him i'm thinking of him as we go don't worry this is robbie from aftv and you're listening to the do not scratch your eyes podcast and i can confirm it's brilliant so I suppose we're going to be we're going to be turning to and thinking about the game coming on Sunday at midday. I wouldn't want to get that confused with Saturday at three o'clock, would I? Obviously, no. Um, so so as ever, it's time. 
for the rubber to hit the road as we turn and pay our attention to the complete rubbish DNSYE Prediction League. You will remember this, Ian, because I last do. year you were part of the triumphant EFL. Um, who managed now, to... Who <laughs> Because it, oh, yeah, it was it was superb, before, obviously, right? Whereas whereas now we've in, we've injected yet more quality into this. The decision was taken in during the close season to, to uh, see whether or not. Sorry, the, go on. the decision was taken, or you decided. Se- several decisions were taken <laughs> by me in February to see whether or not not only the EFL but also. Other things could defeat Justin and Carlos, and uh, and and here is the current table as it stands. Carlos sits atop, along with the EFL, also with a thing called artificial stupidity, and also JP Backgammon FC. Ian, we will explain this in a moment. One one is now a prediction of its own and sits above Justin, but only on alphabetical order. Why one is is, is there better than that? So is it oh. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> last week, I'm just going through the alphabet week, here, Peter, and J comes before O, I believe. Yes, but one comes before two. Anyway, where are we? So, last week, <laughs> last week against Stoke, against Stoke, uh, a number of t- players uh, went for basically uh, Stoke to win by the odd goal. The the person who predicted the absolute right score was JP Backgammon. Now, for Ian's purpose, wait till you see what this is. Is JP is stands for John Parslow, and backgammon is that he has decided that uh, inanimate objects could certainly rival Justin and Carlos in terms of his predictions. So here comes the first prediction. Start thinking about what you want after you've seen this. Predictions League, round four. In a week when Watford are desperate for their phones to go ping and ping and ping with news of new striker signings from Watford, how fitting that this week we have the ping pong derby, courtesy of Watford super striker and table tennis champion, Danny Graham. Let's see what the boys can serve up this week. First to go is Watford, red shorts. Come on boys, let's go. That's four minus two for Watford, finally getting some goals on the table. Blackburn to respond. See what they can do. Oh, it's an away win for Blackburn. That's four minus one is three. There we have it. Watford two, Blackburn three. So there we have it. There is a, there is a, again, predicting three, two, another single goal difference victory for Watford's opposition last week. Last week, to um, if you didn't see it, well done. Um, if you did, you will remember <laughs> that in order, in order to recreate, in order to recreate the windy conditions, John got up a stepladder, conducted this on top of a wardrobe with some pots and a rotary fan. This actually, actually happened. happened. Yeah, it happened. Basically, yeah. basically, Danny Graham played a ping pong game when he was here, and that's that's enough notoriety. That'll do. That'll do. But. We also have Artificial Stupidity, and Artificial Stupidity has selected Watford 4, Blackburn nil. Now, there is absolutely no intelligence in that whatsoever. Uh, We've also obviously spoken to 1-1, and they have forecasted the score of 1-1. So we turn to our guest, Ian, of 4,000 holes from Blackburn Rovers, sir. 
What do you think the uh, the result is going to be? You can't go 1-1, you can't go 3-2 to Blackburn, and you can't go 4-0 to Watford, even though I know you wanted to. Well, if you read the programme on Sunday, you'll see that I've, I've submitted something into your fine programme uh, editor predicting a 2-2. So I've got to stick with that, haven't I? And seeing as 2-2 is a valid score. So I, I think we'll draw another away game 2-2. Uh, for that to come off, though, I think we really need to score first. That's the only thing. So if you score first, that might be uh, that might go out the window. But let's say let's say 2-2. It's the first Desmond prediction of the season, 2-2. Mm -hmm. we, turn, we turn to Justin, only a point behind Carl, and yet a whole table between you. That's how close it is at this point, and that's why nobody's paying any attention to it. Justin, sir, what score are you going to predict? Well, Did you bring your pen? No, I didn't. I wish I had. <laughs> I, wish I, I forgot that the cunning move. From the like. cunning move of having a pen. Now, I'm going to try and do this mentally. I think, Ian, that we will rock you. Musical reference. No, I don't really. I think... No, don't, don't take that, please. I, I got a feeling that we're still going to struggle a little bit. Now, I heard what you said about, you know, if you score, then you've got to question your defence. But we've still got that Daniel Backman sort of rush goalie thing that I'm not entirely comfortable with. Backman Turner Overdrive, is that the problem? That's there? exactly it, mate. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't compete Have I that. just ruined your punchline? No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compete with that. Don't don't worry about that. Um fantastic. It's fantastic, isn't it? So to cut a long story short, John went for three two, didn't he? What did John go for? He went three two he gone three two Blackburn. Right, I'm going the one nil. The many coloured dice and backgammon set went three two to Blackburn. I know, but so much has happened since then, Peter. So I'm gonna go for one nil Blackburn. Oh god. I'm going to go for oh, one nil Blackburn. Bring a clean sheet. You haven't seen us this season. Right. Clearly. Well, that's, that's, that leaves. Yeah. I've got to play. The, I've got to play the odds on this then, because I mean, I, I personally think one all would have been the, the smart bet because we still haven't got goals in us. Uh -huh. But to play the odds, I'm going to go Watford one Blackburn nil. Look at this. So what we have is. Two two predictions for Watford. Random nonsense has gone for four nil. Carl's gone for a, I think a far, far cleverer one nil there. John's backgammon set, uh, equipped with a, with a table tennis bat and a table tennis net. How how you find a table tennis net to go on a backgammon set? I have no idea. But John will tell you if if you ask him. We've got a two all. The EFL are going at Desmond and uh, and Justin. And the backgammon set are going for Blackman. So it could go either way. But it does mean, again, no matter what happens, we will get some points on this for the league scores that nobody gives a shit about. But hey, we're doing it nonetheless. Hi, this is Peter Kennedy, and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
you've had a couple of you lose to Hull on your last game, is it? Yeah, we had uh, Pickering sent off after 15 minutes. So in yeah. classic Rovers style, we played 75 minutes plus stoppage time with 10 men. Went a goal up, hit the post, had one cleared off the line, and then conceded two goals in the last five minutes to lose two one. Wow. So uh, yeah. yeah, heartbreaking isn't the word, but yeah, the way we managed to put defeat from the jaws of victory has to be admired. Sometimes. Oh, mate, we, creati- could, we wrote the creativity the, is is right up there. We wrote the book on that one. Don't worry about that. We <laughs> sold it to you by the sound of things, and you read it. The fools that you are. Uh, Ian, Ian, the uh, the game against West Brom. So let's have a look at the game that the teams you have played uh, yeah. before we get to kind of a silly number. What kind of marks would you give them out of ten? How will West Brom, obviously with Carvajal from last year? picked them up and drove them up the table. But how do you think they were looking first game of the season? The first 15 minutes was very cagey. And then we seemed to get into the game and growing confidence. And another young academy prospect called Harry Leonard put himself about a bit and scored. And that was kind of like against the run of play. West Brom then very, very kindly from the kickoff, basically played two square passes, allowing one of them to be intercepted. Smodix knocked it out wide, uh, out wide um, and we scored from, I might have got this wrong way around, Mark and Day scored first and then Leonard scored second. So we scored two goals in 90 seconds of play, basically. So it was, it from from being very even Stevens and cagey, it went 2-0 Rovers really quickly and West Brom were, were pretty deflated. They obviously got something of a rollicking at half-time because the opening... 15 minutes of the second half, they looked completely different, far more on the front foot, really dangerous. They scored their goal, and it looked like it was going to be a pretty torrid last half hour. But when they when they couldn't get a second, they seemed to doubt themselves, and Rovers played themselves back into the game. We, we got the win. 2-1 was probably just about a fair reflection of the play, because I think we... We played much better, but looking back on it now, it was a good win to get because I think yeah. I think West Brom are, are typically difficult opponents for us. So that was um, that was a very welcome opening three points in the uh, in the EFL. Watford have already gone out, so in true kind of almost like BBC, you know, kind of the road to Wembley. I think we should all start following Blackburn because they're not out yet. It'll it'll happen, obviously. But we gave it a good had, try though. <laughs> you had a barnstorm. Any everybody loves a four three. Come on, yeah. four three at home to Walsall. How that that sounds like a lot of fun uh, well we uh, we played a carabao cup team so yeah there, there are a lot of young players who were brought in and uh, two or three of them acquitted themselves quite well clearly not many in the defense did but it was it was a, yeah it was a proper end-to-end thriller some cracking goals and a young irish australian left winger called zach gilsenon covered himself in glory in that game uh, he seemed to be the, the the standout so again he's another one off this production line of, of academy products that rovers seem to be producing might get half a dozen appearances this season but if we don't send anybody sign anybody soon he might end up playing 30, 40 games at this rate. So I hope his hope his body's up to it. The Carabao Cup, it, you know, clearly, we're not, we're not expecting to win the thing, but last season we had a really good run and we beat West Ham at their place, uh, albeit on penalties, but you know, we'll take that. And I think that lifted the mood. I like a cup run. I think it just, just gives you somewhere else to go. You know, we're, we're playing Harrogate in the next round at their place, first time we've ever played them at their ground. So we've only got 450 tickets, so it's a, a horrendous scramble trying to get those for all these people that want to do the ground hopping thing. So it's, it's it's a nice distraction. It gives a chance for some of the kids to play. But as I say, the way things are going this season, our 
under 19s are effectively the under 17s because all the under 19s are in the first team squad so everybody's having to step up a level and we're, we're having to like structure our expectations accordingly so when the under 17s get gubbed by man united you know it's 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 because they're playing kids who are two or three years older than them well, there you go harrogate away harrogate is a unique place isn't it because it's like somebody took a, a town from devon and transplanted it just north of leeds yes um, harrogate is, is very nice i have to say you've got to have a lot of money to live in harrogate it just seems on like some kind of enclave from civilization i don't know <laughs> betty's tea shop if you ever go to harrogate obviously that's the place to yeah, there you are anyway, anyway having a go having a go at leeds with uh with somebody wearing the uh the red rose of lancashire <laughs> boy am i, I am in yorkshire though as i speak to you tonight so i do oh, feel some well, affinity well we'll have to see how we go on on sunday i think it's going to be a miss of me not to mention this as well we're both suffering with hangovers from last season and we should we should cover this off our nearest and dearest rivals were promoted to the Premier League. Your nearest and dearest rivals were promoted to the Premier League. How has um how has Vincent gone down amongst the uh the Blackburn faithful? Well he's he's really annoying. He's really, <laughs> really <laughs> annoying. Because there's there's very little to dislike about him. Uh, yeah. and even when they won the title at our place, he ushered some of their players who were celebrating a little too exuberantly in front of our fans away and said that's not really the done thing. And I think just when I found a hook I could hang something on to <laughs> yeah. dislike the guy, he goes and does something incredibly nice. Apparently he raises loads of money for homeless people and stuff oh. like that. And he's he's nauseatingly nice, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> they've really landed on the feet there because I think the uh, the popular mood in Blackburn was when they got relegated. They were leveraged up to the gills, yeah. like sort of like a mini Man United. And we thought, well, two seasons in the Championship, you know, <laughs> they'll be bust. They'll be back down to Division Four before you know it. And of course, it's uh, they've they've just done everything right. Every 50-50 call that they've made in the last twelve months has been absolutely right. spot on. So infuriating isn't the word. If there's one crumb of consolation, we didn't sack our manager and send him to them to get them promoted. <laughs> That's the only consolation. <laughs> I think I can have. Whereas, yes. Well, well. Yes. In fairness, you're unlikely to sack a manager because you've kept them. We have to bring them in in order to fire them. That's well, there was a time when we used to get through managers, but I have to say, yeah, the, the Mowbray era put an end to that. But uh, yeah, the Michael Appleton, to Henningberg, back to you know Gary Bowyer, all that. Yeah, the, we we did turn over quite a few in a short space of time, but we've had a bit of stability. But uh, yes, turned over, yes, turned over quite a few. Amateur, amateurs, they don't know what turnover is. The well, people of Watford think the word stability is a new signing. That's, I mean, that's, that's, we're desperate to, to have a bit of that. Yes, and if, and if he was available, he'd have to be similar to what you said there, uh, you know, kind of a, a free transfer or, you know, the, the, the only cost I think Justin alluded to earlier on has been 50000 spent on Tom Ince. In the same way as you mentioned earlier on also that, you know, well, we bought somebody in, but immediately he gets cropped. The players yeah. that we have bought, in free signings or fifty thousand pound we've not seen hide nor hair of them and we don't know if they're trusted or a couple of them we don't think are trusted but certainly a couple of them have basically walked from the previous injury table come into Watford and found their space <laughs> right back on the same you know the equivalent one Tom Ince making his first appearance as, as a fine cameo as his dad who's about 63 Jamal Lewis who's going to be the answer to all things left back is um yeah no no we haven't seen him anywhere and the other in the other left back got crocked on uh on, on Saturday, although I did see a report that did suggest he might have gone off with cramp, which would be a very worrying thing. Bearing in mind he went off, what, 10 minutes into the second half, was it? Something like that. 
suggests yeah. he's been running. How's yeah. Ryan Porteous playing? Because we were supposed to be ah, in for him at the same time. There you we go. Him. There's a there's a success story. Now he's he's done very well, settled, settled in brilliantly, and I think it it helps Ryan that he's playing with dare I say it somebody with a bit of experience in hoop who he just they just seem to have knocked a, a, a bit of a partnership up. Future captain for me if we can keep hold of him. Just got the right attitude. Just wants the ball. Yeah, really, 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 really good bit of business for us. Yeah, there's but a hit fan on our forum when when we were chasing him the same time as you sort of said this is a guy that you should be after um, you yeah, know he's we, good we, we because hopeful, the fans but... are singing the, the, the fans are singing songs about him yeah you know, there's, there's there's songs about him in you know at half time and stuff like what? that so you know I, he's you know i he's, don't uh... know the port of your songs what are they don't ask me to sing it now. oh you I'll, tantalized I'll... us with I this would, I, yes yeah 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 <laughs> i'll tantalize nice. you yeah. okay, no, no. all right that's for the patreon subscribers only. that is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. who are rapidly cancelling their subscriptions as we speak Right Online there. banking council, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> but in fairness, both he and Wesley Hoot, uh, on the back of some promising performances, have been challenged. It's a little bit like somebody working in sales who hits their target and somebody goes, oh, yeah. good, I'm going to raise your target. They've performed quite well. So instead, what we've done is we've basically given Dan Backman in, in behind them license to go and play football like your Edison for Pep Guardiola. And it's not his natural game. He is having to do things of which he is completely and utterly not comfortable with, but he's having to do it. But bless old Porteous and Hoot, they're having to, uh, yes, d- deal deal with uh, kind of klaxons going off and kind of <laughs> Benny Hill music being played it's at like, high speed. It's like watching your nan carry a full, like both hands full of shopping, trying to get down the stairs. It's <laughs> you just you just want to jump in and help her. You can't let her walk down the stairs, and he just you know disaster is is imminent. disaster is just, it's just which corner. step? There's yeah. another hip. That, you know, it's going to be in for a hip operation. It's dreadful to watch. And to, to add to it, to add to it, it, it immediately before the season started, he was made club captain and given a five-year contract, and then told to go out and basically go and play like Evil Knievel drives. There you go. There's one for the teenagers, yeah. everybody. Um, you know, it's like uh, now we haven't conceded from one yet. It's not been for the want it's of trying, coming. has it? That's where the one nil's coming from. It's coming. That's it's in development, one... yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's where your win's going to come from, that is. Awesome. Yeah. I look forward to this with... with uh... Are you uh, are you going to the game or? Uh, no, the the move the move to lunchtime on a Sunday just kills it for me. So, yeah. yeah, not that it makes any difference. I live in Sheffield, which is probably makes it easier to get to Watford actually than Blackburn. But uh, no, that mid- midday on a Sunday is a, is an absolute nightmare. I had you down as one of the grounds I wanted to go to this season. I had Plymouth away as one of the ones I wanted to go to, and that's the day I go on holiday. So I'm going to miss that one, which is really disappointing. So I always like to do one to like fairly extreme away trip a season. Yeah, Swansea last we've, year. So. We've got Plymouth New Year's day which is oh nice like, and they've blown that out they, of the water for me <laughs> have they moved it to midday as well i think it's an early kickoff as well so basically yeah, you've got to yeah, you've yeah. got to travel down new year's eve so you've got to have new year's eve in plymouth in plymouth which yeah, the thought of that is i mean it's just terrifying do not scratch your eyes excellent right well i think it's probably a good place to wrap up and say goodbye to you ian and obviously we'll catch up with you at the reverse Looking fixture forward to it already yes which is when 
Peter, or someone who's got the fixture list handy. Blackman Rovers, it's Saturday, December the 23rd. Oh, it everybody. will be cold it's and wet. Christmas yeah, in Blackburn yes. and New yeah. Year's Eve in Plymouth. I, hey. um, I, I will be going there because Ewood Park is one that I haven't ticked off. Well, we, we must meet up for a pre-match pint then on that case. I, abs- I, I, I insist, absolutely. Yes. Oh, are we going to do this <laughs> D- DNSY live Christmas party spaces from Blackburn? That could be, that, this, this, this is normally where I have our worst ideas and I think yeah. I'm having one now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. Somebody must not be bother going through. to the game. Just broadcast from the pub for a yeah, minute. Yeah, we'll do a podcast from the pub. You're, you're going to be doing some miles like there mile, over Christmas, Carl. That's some miles, isn't it? Yes, yeah, that one is. Yeah, I've got yeah. to do Blackburn. I, every every time we've played them recently, it's either been midweek or yeah, it's midweek, yeah, it's just season, midweek right? all the time. Yeah, because it was this. It was rough. It was September, wasn't it? Beginning of September, yeah. Uh, Ewood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Well, you'll have you'll have no trouble getting a ticket. That's what's one good thing about you know, being in a way from coming to Whiteburn. Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of space to accommodate these two supporters. So. <laughs> Which Excellent. ten seats would you like, sir? Oh, <laughs> block booking. I can buy by the row, can I? Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a row You're in row Z. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can catch lovely the balls. Stuff. Let's leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us once again, Ian. It's been lovely to speak to you. My Best pleasure. of luck Thank for you. the rest of the season. Apart from the times we play each other, of course. And we'll catch up again soon. Thank you very much. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.